Hello. Welcome, you guys. I pray that you're doing well and that you are standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Um, let's see. Are we live on IG? Oh, it looks like we are. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the Divinity Life podcast, you guys. And uh, welcome to all of you who are watching by way of YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and IG Live, and also by way of podcast listening. Um, I want to thank you for joining us uh, this evening for another episode of This is Kingdom. And uh, tonight we are talking about uh, the kingdom of God. Uh, once again, we're talking about the kingdom of God, and this is part three uh, to the series that we started last week. And the Lord uh, laid on my heart to continue this and give you more on this. So um, we are uh, going to be doing that tonight. And we are uh, talking tonight about um, law and order, law and order. And actually, um, we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, understanding. Let me get this here correct for you guys. Um, understanding kingdom law and the courtroom of heaven. Understanding kingdom law and the courtroom of heaven. Okay, so I know I have a lot there on the ticker. Um, I'm just gonna leave the rest of it because it's it's just it's 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 all inclusive it's all inclusive hey guys it's all inclusive so this is um we're talking about understanding kingdom law tonight and the courtroom of heaven um this series is based on the kingdom of god this is part three and uh the uh the theme is royalty over religion if i could if i had to give it a theme that would be the theme royalty over religion uh and tonight we are discussing law kingdom law or law and order as i like to call it you guys like that show law and order <laughs> i like the show law and order um let's see so who's chatting with me brother robert hey brother robert good evening sister shelly good evening saints well well good evening to you and welcome and the saints uh haven't showed up yet but i'm sure they'll be here in a minute <laughs> um so right now it's just me and you and we're gonna go ahead and start off with a word of prayer and dig right into this because god uh really has some um wisdom to pour out tonight uh some knowledge that he wants us to get concerning the kingdom so that we can be better kingdom citizens and better uh better sons and daughters of our father who is the king amen so um let's let's pray oh before we do i wanted to uh, give a shout out to a sister of mine on ig who um sold me this hat. <laughs> I got it in the mail. Thank you. Um, I purchased it from her. I do purchase other people's merch. So I try to, you know, support those um, who are uh, doing things for the kingdom of God, doing things for the kingdom of God. And um, I saw that she had some fire merch. So I was like, let me get this hat because you guys know I love hats, baseball caps. And this one says legend for God. That's the name of her 
uh, merch line. That's the name of her company. It's called Late Legend for God. And I just love this. And it's a distressed, a, a distressed um, style as well. So I really, really love this. And I was like, you know, I, I got to have that hat. So I ordered it and I got it a um, couple days ago. And I'm really, really enjoying wearing this hat. It's very uh, good quality. It's very thick and uh, sturdy, you know. So, yeah, this is not an advertising. It's not sponsored, by the way. But, you know, if you're looking for some some nice um, kingdom merch, <laughs> then go to legendforgod.com. I will leave her um, Instagram link or her website link in the in the description box below. So I'll put it in the in there for on IG as well. Hi, Sister Elizabeth. Welcome, Sister Elizabeth. Thank you for joining us tonight sending you a wave <laughs> and brother robert says hello sister elizabeth he he says good evening uh sister shelly and good evening saints so he's greeting everyone <laughs> um so welcome i got a little uh iced coffee here and this is gonna help me to you know keep myself um Keep my motor running, you know what I'm saying? Keep keep the engine running <laughs> um, for the next hour or so that we are discussing this. You guys, help me, pray for me that I don't go over an hour. Y'all think I can do it, that I can keep it under an hour because I'm organized. I got everything um, organized. So I think I can do it. I think I can do it. By the grace of God alone, right, I will be able to do this. <clears throat> so... Um, uh, thank God uh, for all of you. And we're going to go ahead and pray and jump into this teaching tonight. And I'm not going to be before you long. And so, Father, I thank you and I bless you uh, for this word that you have, <coughs> excuse me, that you have released uh, for tonight, Father God. And I thank you for the uh, the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, uh, the revelation, Father God, that you prepared to pour out into your people tonight. <clears throat> you said, Father, that you have washed us with the water of your word. And so we're asking tonight, Lord, that your word will, will wash us, that it will heal. For you said you sent your word to heal uh, and you sent your word and it healed them, Father God, and it delivered them out of all their issues out of all of their uh, iniquities. And so, Father, I thank you right now that your word is coming to heal. It's coming to um, it's coming to reveal. It's coming to uh, deliver, <coughs> deliver, Father God, and it's coming to restore and it's coming to bring understanding and to bring light and, and to bring truth into our hearts. In Jesus mighty name, it's coming to transform and it's coming, Father God, to restore the kingdom in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you and I bless you tonight for your living word. Your, <coughs> excuse me, your living word that is spirit and life. Jesus said, my word is spirit and my word is life. And so I thank you, Father, that for your word that is alive. It's quick and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, Father God. I thank you and I give you praise and we exalt your word here tonight. We magnify your word even as you magnified your word above your own name. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being a light and for leading us and guiding us into all truths for you are the spirit of truth. Let every blinded eye be open. Let every deaf ear come unstopped and let, let every heart be open to receive what you have for us today. Let your word have free 
uh, free reign. Let it have preeminence, Father God, and let it have free course and let it be glorified in Jesus name. We cut off and disannul and rebuke and stop every demonic spirit of opposition, every spirit of hindrance, distraction in the name of Jesus. Everything working in the air, the prince and the power of the air, we take authority over you. We bind you. We overthrow you in Jesus' mighty name, and we cast you out into the abyss you go tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Father God. Be glorified. Amen. All right. So um, y'all want me to wear the Bugs Life glasses? Because let me see if I can, if this is going to help me. No, this is, I don't know. That's... It looks okay. I don't want to be looking crazy, but um, I think these are going to help me tonight because my eyes have been really itchy and red. Um, so, yeah, that's that's uh, a little help that I need. This is so good. Okay. Let's go. Um, we are going to be uh, looking here. First off, we're talking uh, about the kingdom, right? And so we understand that in the kingdom, we, we spoke about last week that the kingdom um, is a, uh, a place uh, or a territory where uh, a territory uh, that is that is ruled over by a king. Right. Ruled by over by a king. Um, it is a territory or a nation, et cetera, that is ruled over by a supreme authority, which is a king. So we're going to we're going to define a few things here. Sorry, something is on these. Um, see if I can clean them right quick. Y'all <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing handprints, fingerprints and everything. X-ray vision. We, we got the uh, infrared. <laughs> I'm seeing an infrared tonight. <laughs> All right. So it says uh, we're looking at the at the word king here in the King James Dictionary. It says the chief or sovereign of a nation, a man invested with supreme authority over a nation, tribe or country, a monarch. It says kings are absolute monarchs. Remember, we always say God is the absolute power and the absolute authority. That means there is no ruling, no, there is no authority um, over him. There is no power greater than his power. So it says here in the definition that kings are absolute monarchs when they possess the powers of government without control or the entire sovereignty over a nation, entire sovereignty. We know that we serve a sovereign king. Our father is a sovereign king, right? It says they, uh, um, uh, they are absolute. Uh, uh, they possess the whole legislative, judicial, and executive power, um, etc. All right. So we understand that king. We see sovereignty, right? We see supreme authority, absolute uh, power and control of of government, absolute power of government, um, uh, without uh, without control, right? So there's no one else who can control or take over, in other words. All right. So, so now um, what we, what we want to take from that is that uh, the word king or the word kingdom is made up of the word king and dom, D-O-M, which means dominion. So is the, it is the king's place of dominion um, 
And uh, we're going to look here at the word dominion really quickly, just defining a few things because we're going to go into the word of God. And I want these to ring out in your spirit when you uh, when we when we discuss uh, the scripture. OK, um, just to give you a greater understanding, it's going to open up your understanding even more. Um, and uh, we're going to look here at uh, dominion, looking here at dominion now. So dominion it it says supreme excuse me sovereign or supreme authority the power of of governing and controlling so again we see the same words sovereignty supreme authority power governing or government uh and control right um it says the dominion of the most high is an everlasting dominion according to daniel chapter 4 it says the power to direct control, use, and dispose of at pleasure. Whoa. The power uh, to direct, control, use, and dispose of at pleasure. Okay. Right of possession and use without being accountable as the private dominion of individuals. Then it says territory under a government region, country, district govern um, uh, without the limits of authority of a prince or state, um, et cetera, like as in British dominions, okay? Um, so we, we, we see here another word, governing, governing or to govern, right? Um, so let's look at that. The word governor, I'm still in the King James Dictionary, the word governor, it means he that governs rules or directs one invested with supreme authority the creator is the rightful governor of all his creatures can i say that again the creator is the rightful governor of all his creatures so it says he's that he that governs that means rules or directs with supreme authority, one who is invested with supreme authority to administer or enforce the laws, Govern, government, right? The supreme executive magistrate of a state, community, corporation, or post. Thus, in America, each state has its own governor, Canada, and, and Canada has its governor, right? It also says a tutor, a tutor, you know, in the word where it says um, that uh, that um, we are under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So it means a tutor, a tutor, one who has the care of a young man, one who instructs him and forms his manners. So one who instructs and forms or shapes the manners or mannerhood uh, or or or. Um, shapes the behavior of another. You can also say one who shapes the culture, one who shapes the culture or forms the culture of another or of a people, right? Um, and it also says a pilot, one who steers a ship is called a governor as in James chapter three. And then it's, the last one, it says one possessing delegated authority, delegated authority, now, it's a remember Joseph. Joseph was governor over the land of Egypt, right? Obadiah was governor over Ahab's house. Uh, Damascus had a governor under 
uh, Aretas, the king, etc. So we're talking about a king who has dominion and also a governor, also a governor. Now, we have to understand this about the kingdom of God. First of all, when Jesus came, he came preaching what? the kingdom of God. He didn't come preaching religion. He didn't come preaching the, the Mosaic law. He didn't come preaching, you know, um, uh, Christianity or Christian tradition. He didn't come preaching anything except the kingdom of God. And he, and he, excuse me, often interchanged uh, the kingdom of God with the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. He would talk about both, right? The difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, and I learned this from um, Dr. Miles Monroe, right? He's he's like, oh gosh, he's like one of my absolute favorite, and um, I really, really, I'm really grateful for him and his ministry. Um, even though he's passed on into glory, his 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 um, his word, his message still speaks, right? And um, and that is called legacy, <laughs> legacy. And he passed that thing on even to his children, his, his family. Um, so what he said was the difference, and this is the easiest uh, definition that, that, you know, I discovered, the difference between a kingdom, uh, excuse me, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is that the kingdom of God it, or excuse me, the kingdom of heaven is the the place or the area or the um you could say the uh, um territory that the kingdom of God governs or rules. So the kingdom of heaven is different from the kingdom of God in that the kingdom of heaven is the territory where the king rules. It is the king's domain or territory, right? Or area of rulership, which we know, you know, um, there, there's no limit <laughs> to, to God's kingdom. Now, the kingdom of, of God um, has more to do with the influence of that, uh, the influence of the king over territories, the influence or the power uh, of the king, right? So it is, it is the influence or the rulership itself of God, right? And, and this is, this has more to do with what is in God's mind, what is in his mind concerning, um, you know, concerning governing or ruling, um, this territory, what is in his mind? So think of it that way, his influence, his control, according to what he is thinking or what he has, um, what he has deemed as law. Amen. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Holy Ghost, because I didn't know how to put that. <laughs> um, and then uh, so 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 are we understanding the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? Now, the kingdom of God. Um, um, it is. uh it is um, when we talk about influence, when we talk about influence, this is something the Holy Spirit just brought to my mind. And I'm trying to recall it just a moment ago when I was speaking. He said something um, when, when we're talking about influence over territory. Well, that's what it was. We have to understand that 
um, the king does not rule alone. The king does not rule alone. We know that he didn't want to rule alone because number one, he created, um, you know, <laughs> a whole universe. In fact, you know, he created it, it, the whole world and, and in this creation, in his creation, there are tons of galaxies. There are tons of planets. There are tons of, you know, uh, different um, areas that can be influenced or territories that could be ruled or influenced by his kingdom. But he chose one of those planets to um, extend himself or to extend his kingdom into. He said, I want to rule in the earth through a family that I call my my children, my sons and my daughters, right? And so um, God does not want to rule alone in the fact that he wants to, he wanted to extend the thing to his children. And also he has a count, a council that, that he, um, Hey, sister Melissa, sister Melissa. Hey, she's on. Uh, Oh, sister Miriam is on. Hey sis, welcome. I'm wearing the, you see, you see, check it out. <laughs> I'm going to link her website below. She has some awesome merch. This is her um, hat here. Legend for God is the name of her company and she's on tonight. So welcome sis. Um, he didn't want to, he didn't want to rule alone. That shows you like the heart of God. She says, yes, I love it on you. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey sis. Hey sister Melissa. <laughs> love you. All right. So, so he didn't want to rule alone. Okay. So what, what that shows you, number one, is the humility of God, that, that God is, God is meek. He's humble. He's not, you know, a tyrant, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the devil wants people to think, right? Um, Sir Michael, bro, Sir Michael, bro, welcome. God bless you. Thank you for joining tonight. Um, he did not, he's not a tyrant, you know, um, you know, Satan and his, his kingdom or his church, they want to go around preaching that God is, is evil. God is a tyrant. And why would he kill his own son? Blah, 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 blah. And we already discussed all of that, but it's a lie. God is meek. He's humble. And he is, he, although he is the king and he did not want to rule alone. So his his uh, council or his cabinet is also made up of, of his own sons and daughters called the ecclesia, which is the church, right? We are the ones who legislate or we are the ones who execute his mind, right? Into um, the laws of his mind, right? The, thing, the, the law of his mind, we execute in the earth, we execute in the territory or in the uh, in the um, country that he gave to us to possess. Are, are, are we still together that he gave to us to possess? So now God says, even though I am possessor of heaven and earth. Right. But he also said, I, but the earth I gave unto the, unto the children of men. So I gave the earth to my children to rule and govern for me to legislate what is in my heart in this territory. And according to Dr. Miles Monroe, that is called colonization, right? Um, when you are, when you go and when you leave your country or your territory and go into another territory or country to 
um, conquer that country or that territory, you are now colonizing. And the reason, uh, the way that you do that is through a governor. You send a governor or an ambassador there to um, develop the, cu the culture of the country that you come from, right? Which is the king's <laughs> dominion, right? Which is heaven. We come to, um, we are to legislate or colonize. Well, not we, let, let, I'm, I'm going to help you with this. It's not us that are, uh, we are not uh, the ones, we are the ones who carry out the laws, right? But the governor, whole different ball game, is the one who colonizes and develops the culture. Now, just, just, just stick with me. Now, let's look at the word governor here. Um, a little bit closer. It says, what? He that governs, rules, or directs. One invested with supreme authority, right? Now, it also says a tutor, one who has the care of a young man or who instructs and forms his manners or his behavior or his culture. One who shapes and instructs, uh, one who shapes and, um, and forms the culture or the mannerism or the behavior of a people. Culture, culture, right? And so who is it that does that? Who is it that actually shapes our culture or, or, or gives us um, welcome, see you vet, Yvette. God bless you, sis. Thank you for joining. Um, who is it that that shapes and, and develops our culture and, and, and keeps us on track with what we're supposed to be following in terms of kingdom law and order? Well, when you look at Genesis, you can you can clearly see what happened there in Genesis, the Lord created man from the dust of the ground, right? He created Adam and Eve, and then he breathed his breath into their nostrils. And it says man became a living soul. So he gave them the breath, his breath, which is his spirit, his spirit, which is holy, right? So it is his, it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit did not just show up in the book of Acts chapter two at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit has been around since the beginning. <laughs> And, and, and when God released his breath or his pneuma, it is the spirit of God. It is the spirit of God. So he gave it to Adam, right? And Eve. And, um, you know, they began to walk in dominion. They began to walk in dominion. God gave them, uh, God gave them the law. He said, he gave them his instructions, right? He says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to um, replenish the earth and I want you to have dominion over everything. Right. So replenish that speaks of re means to do again. So now he's telling them, I want you to restore or rebuild, you know, and and, and uh, I love the way Dr. Miles Monroe puts it because he says that that, you know, uh, the concerning the Tower of Babel, that. Um, it wasn't the, the fact that they were building something. God was not angry that, that they were building something because God likes building things. As you can see, he likes building uh, temples. He likes building, uh, um, um, you know, uh, 
houses. He likes building, uh, building things. If you look at uh, the Pentateuch or the, the first five books, right, of the Bible, you will see that God God gave uh, God gave Moses the pattern for the tabernacle. God gave Noah the pattern for the ark. God likes to build things. So he's like, I'm not concerned about you building, but who are you building to? That's what I'm concerned about. How it, 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 it's, it's about what's in your heart, the motive. Who are you building this thing to? You, because the, they were clearly building it to glorify their own or to make a name for themselves instead of building it unto the name of the Lord, right? Or for the glory of the Lord. And so that's what he didn't like. So now he's telling Adam, I want you to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, rebuild. And I want you to have dominion over everything, right? And so total, I'm, I'm giving you total power, total uh, supreme authority um, to govern and to control this planet and everything in this planet. And um, so what happened though? The enemy came and beguiled Eve, right? And you know, you know the story and then the fall. And then after the fall, what left? It was the presence or the spirit or the pneuma well, now, now, now let's, let's, let's define this a little bit more. It says that God breathed the breath of life into Adam and he became, man became a living soul, a living soul, a living soul. Uh oh, the Holy Ghost has given us some revelation here. He became a living soul. So what happens when the soul is separated from the presence of God? it dies. The, the process of death begins. Spiritual death begins, right? So now your soul is, 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 we were, we dead, die in sin and trespasses, right? It is not your spirit. It is your soul. The soul without the spirit of God cannot survive. And so God, God separated his spirit or his presence from them. And, and, you know, and that is what put them on the fast track to spiritual death. And, and it slowed down the process of life. I mean, I mean it, it, um, it expedited the process of life and, and it, and, and it sped everything up to where once man, you know, lived to be, uh, hundreds of, of years old, you know, when you look at Enoch and Methuselah and all of them, um, you know, once, you know, they lived, to be hundreds of years of old like trees, but then suddenly that began to diminish and diminish and diminish as the generations went on. You saw that when, when, when Noah, um, when uh, Noah was, was before the Lord, God said to Noah that I will, um, I will not, my, my spirit, my spirit, my spirit shall not strive with flesh. Right. Um, his, his, therefore his days shall be 120. So he just, he cut that thing down. Right. And so now, you know, it expedited the process of death, sin and death. Right. So here we go. Now you're looking at Acts chapter two. God had a plan of redemption for mankind. Right. So in Acts chapter two, you see the reason that Jesus came 
was to re restore the kingdom. He came to restore the kingdom to mankind because when when Adam fell, he lost dominion of the kingdom. He gave it over to Satan. That's why Satan is called the prince of this world. Yeah, the prince of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. So now he has lost his dominion. He has lost his rulership. And so now God says, I have to come and restore the kingdom. I have to come and restore the kingdom. I have to come and restore the dominion. Well, who is the one that governs and forms the culture or the way that we ought to live? Who, who was there in the beginning with Adam? teaching them how to live, how to do things. It was the Holy Spirit that God gave to them. So now he comes through Jesus to restore the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter two, he says what? He, the, that um, the spirit of God uh, breathed, he breathed on them, uh, excuse me, not in Acts chapter two, but when Jesus was resurrected. When Jesus, after Jesus' resurrection, the Bible says that he breathed on the disciples and uh, and they received the Holy Ghost. He breathed on them. So once again, you see a repeat of what happened in Genesis. His breath, his pneuma, and they received the Holy Ghost, right? Acts chapter two, you see the Holy Ghost, right? So, so Jesus said, I came to give you the Holy Spirit to restore the kingdom unto you because the Holy Spirit is the one who is, who, who is the governor um, and, and he is the one who shapes the culture of my kingdom. He is the one who colonizes this planet um, for, for my kingdom, right? Establishing my law and my kingdom in this planet called earth for my, my children to abide by. Right. So now, um, keep in mind that we, as the ecclesia, ecclesia means governing authority or the governing, um, council, right. Uh, legislative council in the earth. So now let's look at the word law. Let's look at the word law. I'm just I'm just teaching a little bit here and we're going to get into the word. Um, look at the word law. It says uh, I'm in the King James Dictionary again. It says a rule, particularly an established or permanent rule prescribed by the supreme power of a state to its subjects for regulating their actions, particularly their social actions. Yeah. Laws are imperative or mandatory commanding what shall be done, commanding what shall be done, prohibitory, restraining from what is to be forborn or permissive, restraining from that. So forget about the permissive will of God. We're talking about the perfect will of God, which is mandatory. It says declaring what may be um, uh, what may be done without incurring a penalty. Okay, wow. So <laughs> permissive will is declaring what may be done without incurring a penalty. There's a question mark there. There's a maybe there, right? But it says the laws 
Um, but it says uh, when you're talking about the perfect will of God, we're talking about laws that are imperative or mandatory commanding what shall be done, commanding what shall be done. Let's see what else it says here. Okay. Okay. Laws which enjoin the duties of piety and morality as prescribed by God and found in the scriptures. Okay. So law, we see what a law is, right? Um, it is a rule, um, a rule that is uh, established or permanent, prescribed by the supreme power, right? Now, let's look at the word decree. The word decree. I'm going somewhere, so just stay with me. The word decree. Decree, it means a judicial decision or determination of a litigated cause as a decree of the court of chancery. The decision of a court or of equity, the decision of a court of equity is called a decree. That is a court of law, a judgment. Mm. I'm going to read it again. <laughs> it says the decision of a court of equity. Just stay with me. I'm going to, I'm going to tie this up here in a minute. The decision of a court of equity is called a decree. That of a court of law, a judgment. So a decree is a judicial decision or a judgment determined, uh, determined by a litigated cause, right? So I'm going to skip down here to another definition of decree. It, it says in general, it is an order, <laughs> an order, edict, E-D-I-C-T, edict or law made by a superior as a rule to govern inferiors established law or rule. So it says it uses the word edict, an order. It is an order. It is an order. So we're talking about law and order, right? It is an order. It is not, you know, if it, it, it's not, it, it's not, if you want to do it, maybe I'll do it. No, it is an order, right? It's an order to be carried out. Okay. So I find that interesting because one of my mentors, Apostle Pagani, was uh, was talking one night about um, the difference between a curse um, and uh, the difference between a curse and a law, the difference between a curse and kingdom law. Um, he was talking about how... Um, no, he was talking about how uh, curses don't come from the devil. That's what he said. He was talking about how curses do not uh, come from the devil. You know how we think um, when we're doing deliverance and things like that and people who have gone to, through deliverance or people who have, um, you know, heard about uh, curses and generational curses, they think that they are demonic and that they come from the devil. They actually don't. The curse comes from God. The curse comes from God. It is it is it is part of um, uh, it is a, it is it is a judgment. It is a judgment pronounced upon you. It is it is a judgment pronounced upon us by God. Um, reference would be Genesis. Right. 
when um, when Adam and Eve fell. I can pull this up for you here really quickly. Um, when Adam and Eve fell, you know how the Bible talks about the curse of the law, right? The curse of the law, okay? Um, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So what is the curse? What is the curse? Well, according to Genesis, when God, uh, when, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they disobeyed, right? That's what happens with kings. You either obey them or you disobey them. It's, it's not, you know, it, it's not, well, you know, well, let's come together and have a consensus. Let's make a decision here. Is he right? Is he wrong? It's not a democracy. It is, we're talking about kingdom. We're talking about a kingdom. So what happened with, with, with this, this curse situation and why would God curse someone? Why would God curse someone? Here it is. Genesis chapter seven, Genesis, and he, God pronounces curses all through the Bible. There's, there's about 70 scriptures in Bible, in the Bible where God pronounced curses or that talks about curses and curses come from God. Now it says Genesis uh, three, uh, excuse me, Genesis chapter three, not Genesis seven, Genesis chapter three. It says, and the Lord God said, unto, uh, verse 14, the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou has done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field and upon thy belly shall thou go and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. So he cursed. God is the one who cursed the serpent. He said, you shall go upon your belly, where, whereas before the, the serpent was actually able to stand upright. And I've told you guys this before, they had appendages. But when God cursed the, the beast, he, he cursed the, 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 the ability of the serpent to make, uh, to produce the gene that gives them appendages. Did you catch it? And so... Now, with that gene being cursed, they cannot stand upright anymore. They can they they crawl, they slither on the ground now. They're they're no able, no longer able to produce appendages. They had hands, they had feet, right? As you see in a crocodile, the Bible talks about Leviathan, right? Job chapter 41. The Bible also talks about Leviathan in Psalms, also in Isaiah. Read about Leviathan, you will see that, you know, how he moves, right? And you will also see just by looking at a crocodile that they have hands and feet, they have appendages. But God cursed the serpent and said, No, you're going to slither on your belly. Upon your belly shall you go, okay? You're cursed above every other beast of the field. You're the only beast that slithers on their belly and eats the dust all the days of their life. There's a symbolic, symbolic, symbolic meaning to that as well, but we won't get into that tonight. And then he said unto Adam, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and has now he's pronouncing a judgment here. <laughs> you see, you say, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge. Only God can judge me. Well, you ought to be nervous because he will. <laughs> He will judge us for sin. He will. 
And, 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 and this is what happened to Adam. He says, because you listened to your to the voice of your wife instead of me and you ate of the tree, which I commanded you not to eat. Um, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life, right? And then he also cursed the woman with pain and childbearing um, because she listened to the serpent and so on. So we see these curses, right? And you see Noah doing carrying out the same thing. Cursed be Canaan. He shall be a servant of servants unto his brethren, etc. So we see the Bible is full of curses. And these don't come from the devil. They come from God. And they are also known as, um, uh, well, what happens is when God pronounces the curse, demons carry out the curse. That's why we think it's from the devil or demonic, because demons carry out the curse that God pronounces or the judgment that God pronounces. So, for example, um, God pronounces a curse. There is an edict, right? According to Apostle Pagani, he, he helped me to understand this. He said that there is an edict or, in other words, a law or excuse me, a decree or a law. Yeah, this means the same thing that is given to the demons. The decree, like the paperwork, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the, the judge pronounces a judgment. They pass the pa paperwork on to the bailiff. They give it, they give it, you know, to the jailer and says, hey, carry out these instructions, lock them down. Right. And so there you go. And so now um, it, it is the demon's job to carry that out. So you if you're wondering why God keeps demons around, that's another reason why <laughs> they are. They are literally his servants. Satan is his servant. Satan is his servant. So that's another reason why he keeps he keeps um, keeps them around for now, because, you know, because. Um, he uses them to keep us, uh, you know, to keep us in line. We, 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 we only learn um, according to good and evil because we ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So now we understand that as one, uh, as one apostle used to say, um, you can never have a positive without a negative. There's not up without a down and in without an out, right? So that's how man sees things. And so if, if we don't see good and bad, or, you know what I'm saying now, because before we were created just to be good before the fall of Adam, but they messed that up. And now, you know, we have this dual, um, this, this, this dual um, war uh, going on in, in the midst of us, right? We have this dual mentality, and 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 we want when we want to do good, when we think to be good, evil is always present, right? And so on, and so um, so 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 we have to. This is how we understand that um, God is good, and this is not. When I obey God, I'm blessed. When I disobey. Curses for disobedience, right? It didn't say, it didn't say death for disobedience. It didn't say, you know, it said bless. Uh, it says blessings for obedience. I'm in. I'm. I'm thinking Deuteronomy now. 
blessings for your obedience and curses for your disobedience. You see? And so this is how man has to see and understand that God is not playing with us. You know what I'm saying? Like he is a father who disciplines his children um, and those that are not his children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you ought to, you ought to be. Okay. So now we're going to go and, and look at um, uh, this, the difference here between the kingdom, because I told you earlier that the kingdom of God is not a democracy. The kingdom of God are, is a form of government as well, or the kingdom of heaven is, is, you know, is a, is a governing authority, but it is not uh, like a democracy. Um, we, we tend to think that because we live in a democracy here in America, that um, everything is a democracy. You know, it's Burger King. You can have it your way. Uh, when you go to church, you can have it your way. And, and we've been taught that we can have it our way. And that's why people don't like to sit under sound doctrine. And that's why people have itching ears. I want to have it my way. I want to hear it the way I want to hear it. And if it's not my way, then it's the highway, right? So a kingdom and a democracy are two entirely different things or two entirely different worlds. Um, in a kingdom, you have a king, a kingdom is governed by a king and a, the king's word is law in a democracy. You have like in America, we have the president, right? And, and the president's word is not law. It's not the final word. They have, you know, what, what's called uh, a legislation process for, uh, voting a law into um, uh, vo voting a law into uh, um, into you know what I'm trying to say into legislation <laughs> legislating laws okay so so but in a kingdom the king's word is the law it is the final word his word is the final word so it's not something that's open for discussion or debate um, it, it, we can debate his word and, and his decrees, um, but the end result will still be his law. It will still be his law. And so in a kingdom, the king owns everything as well. So we have to understand that the king's law is absolute. Um, in a democracy, the citizens get to vote, um, but not so in the kingdom. And also in a kingdom, the king owns all the land owns everything. Um, he is responsible for the well-being of his citizens. Now you ought to be, you ought to shout right there. If you're going to shout, if you want to shout, that's a good place to shout. He, he owns everything. Thus he is responsible for the well-being of his citizens or his people. You want to praise break? Go ahead. Okay, so that means you don't have to worry. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to put on, or, you know, don't worry about none of that because God is responsible for that. You're not responsible for that. God is responsible for that. So therefore, when we go out and try to get it a different way outside of God's way, we get in trouble, right? And that's why a lot of people are in trouble today, especially in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God. So um, the king owns everything. We live in America. The president doesn't own everything, right? 
Okay. And, um, uh, but the citizens in a kingdom, the citizens are stewards over the land and property that the king provides. So that now you see God created the earth, man upon the earth to steward the earth, right? To steward everything that actually belongs to our father, the king, but is given to us by inheritance, by covenant promise and inheritance, right? Now in a democracy, people are free to work and own land and possessions and everything. Um, the poor are taken care of by the government, barely, <laughs> this is barely. Um, and they don't even encourage them to work hard to get out of poverty because they, um, they need people in poverty. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, that, that, that gives them like more control. Right. Um, and not so in the kingdom, no poverty in the kingdom. There's no poverty in the kingdom of God because the king is responsible for the well-being of everyone. And we're not just barely getting by. <laughs> we're not just barely getting by. He does exceedingly and abundantly far above all that we can ask or think. Right. So keep that in mind. Um, also, um, in a democracy, you can vote leaders in or out, right? Um, you can you can elect, you know, you can even re-elect leaders, but not so in a kingdom. There is one king and that king rules and reigns upon that throne forevermore or until he dies, which we know that God is eternal. He doesn't die, <laughs> right? So from everlasting... He is God. His throne reigns forevermore. He reigns forevermore. So remember that um, both earthly governments and kingdom, uh, excuse me, earthly governments and earthly kingdoms can be corrupt. They can be corrupt because the devil, you know, when he was cast out into heaven, he was cast out into the earth. He was cast out into the earth and he has corrupted the kingdoms of the world or the kingdoms of the earth, the governments of the earth. He has corrupted them. Yeah, that's why you see that, you know, the church, it, it looks like the world is winning. It looks like, you know, like they have everything and we have nothing because we have not risen up in our kingdom authority. We have not risen up in dominion that Jesus came to restore to us through the Holy Ghost. You know, the, 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 it, it is the it is the 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 culture of the kingdom of darkness that's running everything instead of the culture of the kingdom of God that's running everything. You see, but nevertheless, the kingdom of God is rising. The kingdom of God is rising. So fear not. God is making all these things work together for our good. And the Bible says that he makes all things work together after the counsel of his own will. That means that what he wills is going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen, like it or not, in or out, get right or get left. But it is still going to happen. It's still going to be carried out. He says, he says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one jot or tittle of my word or my law shall pass till all be fulfilled. Right? Testimony of Jesus is the fulfilling of prophecy, right? So, you know, it, it's, it's going to happen one way or another. 
So we can debate it. We can do whatever we want to do, but it's still the word is going to be the last man standing. The word of God is going to be the last man standing. So um, we have to understand that, that, you know, God, the, the enemy has corrupted the kingdoms of this world, but the kingdom of God is the government of heaven that is incorruptible. It is incorruptible and it is built on the character and word of God. It's built on the character and word of God. That's why it's incorruptible because God is incorruptible. His word is incorruptible. It cannot, cannot return unto him void, right? When he sent his word, there's a scripture in Psalms. Um, I'm trying to remember the scripture now where David is talking about the word of the Lord. I want to say, is it Psalm 33? He's talking about the word of the Lord and he's saying that um, that the word, his word. I, I love this scripture. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Um, his word, he, his word, he, it says his covenant, he will not break nor alter the thing that goes forth out of his mouth. That's what David said. He says, your covenant. This is this was God speaking to David. He says, my covenant. Will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone forth out of my mouth? That means that I will not change my word. You know, man will change their word. They'll change their mind. They'll shift on you. They'll change on you. But God is the same today, yesterday and forever. He don't change. And that's something that he's trying to work into, uh, into us is his divine nature to be the same, to be steadfast to be constant, a constant spirit that does not change. The same today, yesterday, and forever. The same way you saw me yesterday, you will see me today. I'm not up, up one day, down the next, right? I'm not here, there, everywhere. I'm not nice to you today and hate you tomorrow. No, I am the same. I am the same. And that is the nature that God is trying to work into us through his spirit, which is the fruit of the spirit. It's, it, it's part of the fruit of the spirit, right? Or, or our culture. This is, this is our culture. You see in the culture uh, of, the, of the kingdom of darkness, it's a totally different thing. <laughs> Completely backward, right? Upside down, backward. So uh, the kingdom of God is the government of heaven. It is incorruptible because it's built on the character and the word of God. Um, I'm going to give you one more thing here that um, I learned is that in a democracy, citizens can come together to protest government policies and from committees and groups um, to lobby legislative bodies to change laws. They can come together and protest. They can try, they can try to change laws. Now you see um, in the kingdom of darkness, what does it say about uh, the uh, about the Antichrist? It says that he will think to change the, the laws, the times and the laws of God, right? Right? Oh, the spirit of Antichrist is, is, is already here, Jesus says, different from the Antichrist, the man. Okay? So one who thinks to change the laws and the times or the laws and the, uh, the, the, the laws and the seasons of God or the laws and the times of God. So um, if you notice when the Romans came into power, 
Um, and if you if you read if you go back and listen to my message on Revelation, um, I have a message called Revelation that breaks it down, and and it's talking about Daniel and the the image um, that Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream, represent representing the different nations. Rome ended up being the strongest nation that defeated all the other nations. And um, uh, the, 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 uh, the kingdom of Rome, same thing like the kingdom of heaven. That's why God waited until the Romans came into power to send Jesus. Because now it's the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness. Now God has the opportunity to show the devil up. He, he has the opportunity. He's, he's creating an opportunity to show everyone to make a public open show of the devil that he is defeated and that God is still on the throne as king. Right? So, so he publicly defeated Satan. Right. And, and 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 he waited until the Romans were were in authority because the Roman kingdom, the reason why they were so powerful and so strong and the strongest nation is because they set themselves up just like the kingdom of God. They they set themselves, you see, because Satan rules that kingdom and he was once with God. In his kingdom. So he knows how God operates. Lucifer knew everything. He knew how God operates, how he runs his kingdom. So he says, I'm going, when he got, when he got um, expelled, kicked out like lightning. I love to remind him of that. Then he went about to establish a kingdom of his own in the earth. And who else is he, you know, going to copycat? God. So he has nothing original. Everything is a copy or a replica or a counterfeit. And it is backwards. <laughs> it is backwards in terms of more morality, mannerism, behavior, culture, right? It is wicked, but the kingdom of God is righteous. What do we say uh, Thursday night? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It does not come with observation. What we observe and what we see is the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of Satan, right? But beyond what we see in the spiritual realm or the supernatural realm, you we begin to understand that there is an invisible kingdom and we are citizens of that kingdom. <laughs> and we are in this world, in this in this ungodly or unrighteous kingdom, but we're not of it. That means we're not from it. This is not our home. This is not where we come from. It's not our country. We are from another country. And, and we're actually supposed to be colonizing or supposed to be <coughs> ruling this, this planet and, and walking in dominion according to the laws of the country from whence we come. But you don't see that. Instead, you see compromise with the kingdom of darkness in the church. You see religious traditions that were introduced by the Romans, mind you, by the Romans, you know, and 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 and, and they mixed and mingled with the Christian church, and and they they infiltrated. 
they infiltrated and then they 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 became uh um they 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 did a 360 on us you know what i'm saying and an anarchy you know what i'm saying so they, you know th that's what they did now in the kingdom of rome since it was a, since it's a replica of the kingdom of god what do you see there you see that everyone must obey the law or the wishes or the commands of the king of the king right what did jesus even say concerning taxes when they asked him you know well you know um should we uh should we pay or should we not and and jesus said render unto caesar what is caesar's he says whose face whose image whose image do you see on that piece of money whose image do you see and they said caesar's and he said well render unto caesar's or give unto caesar what is caesar's and give unto god what is god's now people will say okay okay so now you know yeah, God wants us to obey the laws of the land, but he also wants us to render unto God what belongs to God. And what belongs to God is our moral standards and behaviors as children of God, um, our culture. We, we are not to forfeit the culture of the kingdom in order to bow to the to the kingdom of darkness we 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 are not to do that many are doing that they're bowing they're bowing but we are never to bow you see there's a difference between obeying the laws of the land we're going to read this in scripture and bowing to the kingdom of darkness because there are there's a we come from an invisible kingdom that has a whole different set of spiritual laws you see so, but I, I wanted to make that comparison to show that to you, that, you know, that's why God waited until Rome was in power because it, it, it was set up. They structured their kingdom just like, you know, to mimic the kingdom of God. And God was like, uh -uh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I see you building. Oh, that looks nice. I love it. I love everything. It looks so nice. It's so beautiful. But who are you building it to? You see? So a little food for thought here. It says, if we claim to be living the kingdom life, I'm sorry. Um, it says here in a democracy, citizens can gather. Oh, I already said that, right? Yeah. Citizens can gather to protest government policies and uh, from committees and groups to lobby, to lobby legislative bodies to change the laws. But that doesn't happen in a kingdom. The Lord God's word is absolute in his kingdom and um, and that is it. That is it. <laughs> Excuse me. That is it. And that is all set forth in God's in his constitution, which is called the Holy Bible, the Constitution. <laughs> OK, so now we're going to look here at some scripture and then I'm going to let you go. Um, I just I hope that brought light. I hope it brought understanding concerning the kingdom of God and the laws of God. And, and we're going to look a little bit at what Jesus uh what the Bible says concerning God's law. Um, first, I'm going to take you to Psalm uh, 22 here. Psalm 22, just backing this up with scripture. Psalm 22, um, verse 27. I'm in the King James Bible. 
Um, it says, all the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. He is the governor among the nations. Now, notice it says the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. Now, the kingdom of God is made up of the Godhead, the eternal Godhead, which is a triune Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, right? So when you're talking about the king, we're talking about God. When you're talking about the Son, we're talking about Jesus, right? And when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, of course, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, which is sent to govern, sent to govern us. See, Jesus said, but notice that the, the it, it says the Lord's. It says the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor among the nations. Now, Jesus is Lord. Lord, rep, Lord is talking about, uh, it, it denotes position. A Lord is a position. It is a, it is a, it is a, um, it is a position of authority. So when we say Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the father, that means that Jesus is the master of the house. Huh? God put him in lordship, lordship or rulership over the house. And he is the governor among the nations. Now watch this. What did Jesus say? He said, behold, I go away to prepare a place for you, right? He says, but unless, and in my father's house, there's many mansions, etc. right? The kingdom of God ain't broke. We ain't poor, you know, in no means. But notice he says, he says, but unless I go away, I cannot send the comforter unto you. See, I'm sending my I'm sending the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost to you, but I have to leave first. And when he was resurrected, what happened? He breathed on them and they received his breath or his pneuma or his spirit or his ghost. The Holy Spirit is the ghost of Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, that's why he's called the Holy Ghost. You think ghosts ain't real? They are. <laughs> and there is a Holy Ghost and he is the ghost or the spirit. A ghost, the, the word ghost just simply means a spirit, a disembodied spirit. <laughs> Jesus has now left the body, right? He he's now has a glorified body or a spiritual body. He left the, he, he left the other one. <laughs> he left the other one. In the he left the other one on the cross, right? He, he, he left the other one in the tomb, right? <laughs> but but now he has a glorified body, which is the same thing that we're gonna receive. And and he said, he said, now I have to go because if I don't go, I can't give you my spirit who is going to govern the nations of my kingdom. Yeah, we have nations. Oh, we are many. We are many, many, many. The devil think he's legion. No, you're not legion. We are legion for we are many. We are more and mightier than you. Amen.
<laughs> Amen. I love to tell him that. So, you know, so let's understand. It says, for the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor. He is the governor among the nations. So who is Lord? The spirit of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the spirit or the ghost of Jesus who is governing us. He's the one who convicts us, convicts us of sin. He gov he's governing now. You see, he's the one who reminds you, you know, of what God said to do. He's governing us. He's tutoring us. Right. So and then it says um, all they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship all they that go down to the dust shall bow before him and none can keep alive his own soul. So what does that mean? At the word of the king, you either live or you die. Yeah. At the word of the king, remember Caesar um, or, or, or when the emperor, you know, gave you a thumbs up, or the, you know, <laughs> king gave you a thumbs up, you're, you're going to live. But if he does this, you're, you're, you're out of here. You know what I'm saying? So it, that is the, that is the way it is with the King. God is King. We have to remember the fear of the Lord. He's not playing though. He loves us, but he's not playing when it comes to righteousness. When it comes to righteousness, he's not playing. He says, either you're going to represent me. You're going to look like me. Or you're going to bear another image and become children of the devil. And I have no part with you. Now I have to separate myself. And when I separate myself immediately, death is coming to you. I didn't do it. My law did it. <laughs> you see, God obeys. He keeps his own laws. He doesn't break his own law because it would make him unrighteous. Romans 13. I'm going to read Romans 13 real quick here. Well, I'm a, okay, I got a couple, I got a few more minutes. I, I, I did go over an hour, didn't I? What time is it? Am I, oh, hour 18. Okay, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. I'm going to get y'all out of here. Romans 13, verse 1. It says here, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Now, this is showing us how a kingdom is run, how the kingdom of God is set up. Let every soul be subject or submit unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. Woo! <laughs> the powers that be are ordained of God. Are y'all hearing the same scripture I'm hearing? Come on. Are y'all hearing the same scripture I'm, I'm hearing? Do we understand now why we don't battle demonic powers? alone. Are we hearing it? Romans 13 verse one. What does it say? Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers for there is no power, but of God, no power. Woo. The powers that be are ordained of God. <laughs> Whosoever therefore resisteth the power that's why Jesus said, obey the laws of the land. Why? Whosoever therefore resisted the power, resist the ordinance of God. Law and order, ordinance, 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 or what? Or what? A decree. 
a decree or an order or an edict. You see that? And then what does it say? It says they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Whosoever resists the power, resists the ordinance of God. And they, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. God is saying once again, I didn't do it, but based on your decision, you are going to reap the reward of damnation, right? For it says, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? <laughs> Scripture is asking, do that which is good and thou shalt have praise of the same. Amen. So the scripture that's coming to me now is that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, right? Principalities, rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. There are levels of spiritual rank and authority listed there. And we, it would not be wise for us to try to tackle um, a power, right, alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it says, no, be subject unto the higher powers. It would be foolish of you to go to war when you haven't counted up the cost and to go to war against a demonic power. No, we cast out demons in the earth, in our realm of authority. But the powers that are in the second heaven and the principalities that are in the second heaven, we don't go to war against them alone. We, we, we don't. That's what our angelic assistance is for. Are you hearing it? That's what our angelic assistance is for. You call on holy angels to deal with those powers because they are greater in rank and authority. We have help. <laughs> so we're not helpless, but just keep that in mind, okay? It's not wise to do that because when you do that, you know, I've heard of people who have, um, who have, uh, you know, had uh, sickness put on them and things, you know, uh, put on them that they couldn't get off because of that right there. Because of that right there. And I'm going to tell you something. I used to do it. I did it in ignorance, though. I didn't know about this. So I did it in ignorance and God forgave me and he covered me because I did it in ignorance. But when you willfully do this, knowing what the Bible says, what the law says. Just do it at your own risk. That's all I can say at your own risk. Proceed at your own risk. Because God is not obligated to cover you. Now, um, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. What does it say? It says, for unto us a child is born. You want to know how to conquer the kingdom of darkness? One soul at a time. Casting out demons out of people. Demons, not principalities and powers in the second heaven. Demons roam the earth. Jesus said they walk you know, they, they, they walk around in dry places seeking some, some, someone to occupy, right? When a demon is cast out, they go into dry places, you know, the scripture. And then the Bible says that uh, again, that, that, um, that 
the devil walketh about as or like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So he takes on uh, the, the characteristics of God or the lion of the tribe of Judah trying to put fear in people so he can devour people. But his roar has no bite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just a roar. But we're talking, but but he's no match for the lion of the tribe of Judah. In fact, he's terrified of him. And I just posted a video to prove it. If you want to go check it out, it's on YouTube where um, I was doing a deliverance this past weekend and the and, and I was battling the spirit of Leviathan, and he actually spoke out of the uh, out of the woman and said, um, no, don't read the word of God. Uh, no, he, he he spoke out of the woman and he said, well, he said that too, but he spoke out of the woman and he said, um, uh, who is Jesus of Nazareth? As if Jesus of Nazareth is no one to us. And the Holy Spirit told me to say, well, since you don't like the name Jesus, what about Christ Jesus? And that's when the devil lost it. <laughs> that's when that spirit lost it. And he had to admit the truth. Go watch the video that 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 Christ is the one Christ is the lion of the tribe of Judah the the woman said i see a lion i see a lion and 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 sure enough <laughs> you know that thing started coming out that's the that devil, that demon started losing it he started losing it and breaking and we were just breaking down his resistance just breaking down his strongholds breaking down his little kingdom he had set up in that woman until he had to finally acknowledge and admit, I'm leaving because Christ commands it. And, the, and, the, and, 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 and you can go watch it for the details. But I tell you what, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in that video. A lot of lessons to be learned about the kingdom of darkness, about how not to mess with, um, with, with, with this stuff. Leave this witchcraft, leave these Ouija boards alone, leave this yoga alone. You know, leave this 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 demonic meditation, leave that stuff alone, leave the occult alone, because you're opening doors to Leviathan. And when you when you open the door and let him in, it is very hard to get him out. It is very hard to get him out. So th there's a lot to learn in that video. Go watch it and please share it because the world needs to know what the purpose of me exp um um, publishing these videos, um, I want to conceal the identity of the of the person. So therefore, you know, I, I'm using a filter, you know, because some people don't want their face, you know, uh, on camera. They don't want their identity out there and stuff like that. But they still want to help the body of Christ by exposing the kingdom of darkness. And also, not only does it expose the kingdom of darkness and how weak the devil is in comparison to Jesus, but it also encourages others who are in need of deliverance, you know, but maybe they just need that extra encouragement or that extra little push. Uh, let me go ahead, you know, because I don't know what's in me. You know what I'm saying? If you got stuff going on that you can't stop or you can't control, it, it probably is a demon. And this woman was a born again believer. So, you know, and I have others, other videos that are that are coming out now that we're doing it this way. But the Lord said no more. He said, do not hide this thing. I want my kingdom exposed and I uh, and, and I want my kingdom seen. I want my kingdom seen. And I want I want people to see that, that I that my kingdom is greater than the kingdom of darkness. 
I want the devil's kingdom exposed because he hides in secrecy. He thinks he's some secret society, blah, blah, blah. He does not want to be seen or known. That is his biggest, you know, his, 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 his biggest weapon against mankind is to make him think, make us think that he doesn't exist, especially in the body of Christ, especially in the church, especially in Christians who claim to be kingdom sons and daughters, especially where we are targets. That's who he wants the most. <laughs> and he's running these churches. A lot of these churches, he is running them and we don't even know, but in deliverance, you can see his, his wicked plots because he tells off on himself. <laughs> he can't resist the power of God or the power of the Christ. There's a difference between Christianity, lukewarm religion, and the, and the power of the Christ or the sons of God who carry the anointing of Christ. We carry the power of God. The, that means the love of God. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I know you thought we were. Yeah. But it, it, it's generated by love. It's generated by God's love for his people. Always remember that. Watch that video in its entirety, please. Because in the end, you're going to see the love of God, like in, in a way that you've never seen it before. You're going to see the love of God. Just watch it. Um, I just released it on YouTube. All right. Divinity Life podcast. If you go to the link in my bio on IG, you'll find it. I actually posted some clips on IG, just a small tidbits to kind of show you what was going on. And then on YouTube, of course, you know, Divinity Life, you guys can see um, and Facebook as well. All right. So Isaiah 9 and 6, it says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Mm -hmm. I got this word one time as a prophecy, and I was like, Lord, my shoulders? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. We are the sons of God, but this is talking about Jesus now. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, right? God has counselors around him and, and, and his, his, his counsel, excuse me, not counselors, but his, he has counsel and his counsel is his Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. The everlasting father, the prince of peace, not the prince of darkness, but the prince of peace, right? See the, you see the copycat there, prince of peace. All right. It says of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now, it's talking about the government, right? Government and peace. Government and peace. God, the Lord, it, it, Jesus is the prince of peace, right? And, 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 and it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. So, you can look at a person's life and you can tell what kingdom or what country they come from, they belong to, and who is governing them, 
who is governing them. What is the one of the signs? Peace. 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 Love, joy, peace, meekness, temperance, right? Peace, right? Faithfulness, you know the, the fruit of the spirit, right? But peace. This is focusing in on peace because Jesus is the prince of peace. When you keep the law and order of God, you will have peace. You will have peace. They that keep his, he that keeps his mind stayed upon me, God says, I will give him peace. I will keep him in perfect peace, the Bible says. And then it talks about how don't be anxious for anything. Don't worry about anything. As Pastor Isaiah says, don't be a prayer warrior, be a prayer warrior. Why? Because um, when you pray and you release things to God and you take up his law in your mouth and you execute it, right? Then he says, I will give you peace. Uh, and it says, it says um, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice. So the word judgment actually means justice. It means justice. So when people say, don't judge me, don't judge me. The Bible says that the sons of God or the saints shall judge all things. Know ye not that we shall even judge angels. Woo, woo, woo. Hello, don't judge me. But that's not what the Bible says. You see, the church has adopted this 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 mentality from the world oh well, God, you know what well, i'm not one to judge but yes you are if you are if your judgment is righteous and you are from the kingdom that is above from the country that is above <laughs> then you understand that you are to judge you are to judge and to govern you, you are to, uh, excuse me, you are to rule and to dominate, have dominion over everything in this earth. And you are authorized to judge. That means to bring forth justice. We're not, if we're not meant to judge, then, 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 then what was wrong with Solomon? What was wrong with Solomon? You know, when they brought the when they brought the women in there and and and, and the baby, you know, um, the baby, uh, they they was fighting over the baby. They was like, no, this is her. This is my baby. No, this is my baby. It's my baby. It's my baby. One woman stole the other person, the other woman's baby. But he had to judge righteously according in, and his judgment was just because it was according to what was in the heart. He saw into the heart. He saw motive. He saw intent. He saw uh, fruit <laughs> coming out of those women. You know what I mean? His judgment is right because he doesn't judge by the sight of his eyes, but according to what is in the heart, just like God. So when we judge this way, our judgment is just and we are we have every right to judge. It says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts. In this case, the, the zeal means the passion or even the indignation of the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts means the God, uh, the Lord of the armies, God of, of the angel armies. So this talk, this is talking about war, warfare here. So, you know, 
I know Mary's little Mary had a little lamb. Don't do warfare, y'all. You know, he, he y'all y'all think Jesus don't believe in warfare, and he's not. Uh, he he's not mean like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not mean. That's just being mean, Jesus. That's being mean. <laughs> Our God is a man of war. You you better wake up and recognize. And that's you know these weak, watered down Christianity. This little cotton nail stuff that's going on. Um, you know, that's the reason why demons don't fear you. That's the reason reason why they don't, uh, they, you know, they just walk all over you. They just walk all over you. You know, that's the reason you're conforming to their system. That's the reason you're bowing down and they don't respect you because you are not walking in your authority that the lion gave unto you. You still believe in the Mary had a little lamb, but there, there, there's a priesthood called Judah in the earth. You see what I'm saying? There, there, there is a nation called Judah. We don't compromise. We don't bow. We're not, we're, we're the original. We're, we're not the counterfeit. You see? We are of the lion. Judah is a lion's whelp. <laughs> Did you catch that? Judah is a lion's whelp. We're of the tribe of Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah. We're talking about supreme power and authority. You can't be a weak, watered down Christian. These devils are going to run right over you. They're going to run right over you. That's why we're trying to wake up the church, put on strength. Isaiah 22, uh, where am I? Mm -hmm. It says Isaiah 22 and 21. It says, I will clothe him with my robe and strengthen him with my girdle and I will commit thy government into his hand and he shall be. Uh, no, that's talking about um, Hilkiah. Sorry, guys. I, I'm, I'm done here. I'm done there. At Isaiah 9 and 7. Sorry. Isaiah 9 and 7. Um, did I have anything else to give you here? I think that's all. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. So we're talking about here, the, we, we, we talked about how the kingdom is, is the Lord's and that um, uh, this is a kingdom of judgment and justice, judgment and justice. And it's also a kingdom of love. It is a kingdom of love. It is a kingdom of love. Um, where is, uh, let me show you one more thing here real quick. I'm going to show you something very, very powerful before I let you go. Um, where is it? Is it first Peter? Mm. Hold on guys. I'm going to give you something very, very powerful. And then Thursday night we'll get into, uh, more about uh we're going back to the ministry of jesus concerning the um concerning the kingdom um i wanted to give you something here let's see one second very very powerful something i i saw during my study is it in Galatians? Let me see. Mm. 
powerful, um, but it's not what, yeah, uh, Galatians chapter four, verse one, I'm going to share this with you. And, and I wanted to share with you the one about, um, about love Galatians four. Not, I'm not talking about first Corinthians 13. I'm talking about another scripture, uh, Galatians four and one, it says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. So all these terms like Lord, King, you know, Lord, governor, you know, um, um, even when it comes to weapons of war, you know, what I'm saying armor and things like that. These things are found in a kingdom, not in a democracy. So because we live in a democracy, you know, uh, culture or society, we think, you know, we ain't got it. We don't have to fight. Do you know that every kingdom or every every kingdom um, has a uh, has a, a, a military? It has a, it, it has, you know. A military. I mean, but we think we don't have to fight. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, we really, really are are, are uh, connected. Like, we're really, really stuck to this civilian thing. We're really stuck to this civilian thing. We think that we don't have to fight. We don't have to, you know, Christians. I'm talking about Christians. We think that we don't have to fight. You know, we stay on the on the cruise ship instead of getting on the battleship, right? Like, like, like one of my mentors says, but, but, but check this out. The Bible says that there is a time when Kings go to war. There's a time when Kings must go to war. What King do you know that doesn't go out to war? <laughs> We're a nation of, of, of priests, you know, kings and priests, what, 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 what kingdom doesn't go out to war? I mean, tell me that, just tell me that. How can there be peace with no war? Someone has to conquer, right? And you say, well, Jesus did it all on the cross. He conquered it all. You know, he, he took the keys to death, hell and the grave and he conquered Satan on the cross. We don't have to fight anymore. We don't have to do. Yes, you do. Because, because God, Jesus said himself, he said, he said, um, if you don't, if any man, What's that scripture? Mark chapter, mm -hmm, chapter uh, eight, verse 34. I was just reading that this morning. I'm glad the Holy Spirit said that. He, he said, this is what Jesus said. Now watch this. He says, and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, also he said unto them. So he called the people and his disciples, those that were following him. Because this, this passage is subtitled, follow me. You see, Jesus was the first one with follow, followers. <laughs> you see, with, with followers. We talk, we think we, we bad because we got followers. Because we got more followers than everybody. Uh-uh. Jesus is the one with the followers. Jesus is the real one who had the followers. You know what I'm saying? Like, our followers don't, they don't, they don't do what the followers or the disciples of Jesus, you see, a true follower is a disciple, someone who takes on your, your assignment or, 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 or takes up your yoke, takes up your yoke with you and helps you to plow, helps you to work, helps you right now. Now watch this. He, his followers, when he had called his followers unto him, 
and with with his disciples, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me or follow me, come after me. That means follow me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Well, that's telling you something. You have a cross to bear. So shall Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? Y'all remember that song? I don't know how old y'all are, are on here, but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm knocking on 50. I'm knocking on 50 right now. <laughs> Thank God for his grace <laughs> that he didn't allow me to look it. And it's just, it, it is strictly his anointing and it has nothing to do with how I take care of myself. I trust me. Trust me. OK, because I'm I'm working on that. I'm trust. I'm struggling. You know, I struggle just like y'all and I'm working on that. But he said, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Yeah. Deny yourself, take up your cross and then follow me. It's not confessing your mouth, you know, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus raised from the dead. No, 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 no. You know why that confession was made? Read that scripture in context. You will see that that was something that people had to say the people had to say in that region um uh I, I wish i could i wish i could get that for you but i'm running out of time i'm really out of time <laughs> I, I i will teach on that um and in fact pastor isaiah mentioned it um i think he mentioned it in in one of his in his last video i'm not sure talking about uh, revelation but 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 that was something that they had to say it it was law and it was one of the laws of the land they had to say they had to confess they had to believe in their heart and confess with their mouth their allegiance to the king earthly kings yeah earthly kings talking about the the earthly kings of that of that country of that nation right that was not something that you see how how we've been taught wrong that
change for his soul. Oh, okay. I see what happened there. Uh, I just realized that the picture went off, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't do that. Brother Robert says, I cherish every moment. There's no such thing as overtime. Thank you, Brother Robert, because I was working hard. You, I mean, we just fell all the way off the wagon, didn't we? We fell all the way off the wagon. We're at 152. Okay. It says, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? There is nothing you can give in exchange for your soul. Give your soul to these corporations, these companies, this stuff. There is nothing you can give in exchange for your soul. Your soul is priceless. It has no price tag on it. For whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels. So that's what, so what it's saying is that, um, you know, unless you do this, you're, you're not my follower. You're not my disciple. You're, you're, you're not even saved. You're not even saved. So this is what we're talking. This is what we're talking about. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to. Um, and, and then after that, he said this. Watch this. He said, surely I say unto you, verily I say unto you that there be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, we're going to stop here. And um, we're going to pick this up on Thursday night. I pray that you guys um, got something out of this word, that you learned some things. You know, we don't want to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we need to be knowledgeable about um, how our kingdom operates the country from whence we actually come. <laughs> and, and you know, how therefore we, we understand how to function in this world that we are not from, but we are in. Right. We don't want to conform anymore. Amen. We don't want to conform or bow anymore. And so um, I'm going to I'm going to leave that with you. And um, I'll see you guys on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. In the meanwhile, um, I'm dropping uh, videos on YouTube. So go and uh, check out the YouTube channel, Divinity Life Podcast. The link is in the bio on IG. The link is in my description on Facebook, etc. Um, Divinity Life podcast and um, um, YouTube channel, the YouTube channel. I have two YouTube, YouTube channels, actually. And for the Divinity uh, YouTube channel, that is Kingdom Lifestyle and Ministry Motivation. I'm just vlogging over there and doing little encouraging videos for women or people who are in prophetic ministry or starting up their ministry. You know, they're trying to birth out um, their ministry. Um, prophetic ministry, because that's really all I really, you know, <laughs> that's my little area. I can't tell you about how to birth out, a, a, you know, a, anything else, because I, that's not what I am. I'm not a pastor. I'm not, you know, so I'm just sharing with you what I know, according to what, you know, what I've experienced in my own, and hopefully that can help someone. Um, so that's what I've been doing over there. And last week, I did not roll out um, a video, you know, because I was working on some other things and I just time just kind of escaped me and the week just just flew right by me. So next thing I knew, I was looking at Sunday, you know, so sorry, I will get a video up for you guys this week um, and the vlog up for you this week. Uh, I did not get enough vlog footage either because um, over the weekend I was doing like um, 
ministry stuff. And I, I guess I could I could show more of that because it is kingdom lifestyle after all. But, you know, I was just in the zone and I wasn't thinking like that. So I wasn't thinking to pick up the camera. So sorry. I will try to be more mindful. But yeah. Um, meanwhile, just check out what I'm dropping over there uh, right now. Just dropping like deliverance videos, trying to expose the kingdom of darkness and, and show people what we're really up against so they can armor up, you know, so so you guys can armor up. And, and, you know, and, and get, get on the battleship where we belong, you know, and, and let's, let's get in here and get this and, and, and knock it out and get this thing done. Uh, dominion. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of dominion. The Satan, Satan has no business having dominion over us when God has given us authority and dominion over him. Amen. So I pray that this word blessed you. I just pray and release the blood of Jesus to cover you, your children, your families, your homes, um, your, your, your possessions, your jobs, your bank accounts, everything that pertains to you. May the blood of Jesus Christ saturated and may the Lord place a wall of fire and a hedge of protection around you on every side and keep you in everything that you do. May the spirit of the Lord be your guide. May he lead you and guide you even into all truths. And may you, may you be led by the spirit and not as not be as the horse or the mule in Jesus name. I pray the Lord give you wisdom. The Lord give you understanding. The Lord give you patience. <laughs> Lord give you patience. Something is very much needed to hold on to in this, in this, in this world. Right. Um, but may the Lord give you patience as the, as, as the Bible says, keep the patience of God, keep the patience of God. Amen. And the Bible also says, remember the patience of Job, remember the patience of Job. Patience is something that's hard to hold on to. So I pray that God gives you patience and the Lord fills you with his love and that the Lord, um, strengthens you and makes his strength perfect in every area of your weakness in Jesus mighty name. Walk in power, walk in authority, walk in dominion, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. All right. I love you guys until next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.